515 Studios, this is the American Gun Show, presented by Sig Sauer. Now your host, the defender of your rights, and the voice of freedom, Jason Reed. All right, folks, welcome in to the satellite studio here for the American Gun Show. We're still going to call it the Freedom 515 Studio, uh, right here from North Jetson, Indiana. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be be infringed. I'm your host, Jason Reed, the voice of freedom, and welcome into the American Gun Show. We have got a lot that we are going to talk about tonight. Specifically, we might actually go the whole show talking about what happened over 4th of July weekend, because there is a lot that we have to cover there. Uh, we have to cover um, what happened in Highland Park, because there's new details out on that. And what is, again, a failure in law enforcement and a failure of gun control. And we're going to explain that here. I want to welcome in my guest at this time, Nick Messer, the voice of reason. How you doing today, brother? I'm doing all right. How are you? Well, I'm doing all right. Uh, we had another violent weekend over uh, 4th of July weekend. Of course, uh, the major news that broke was the Highland Park uh, mass shooting that occurred in Highland Park, which is a suburb north of Chicago. Um, and just a, just an all and out tragic situation. And, but we have a lot of questions that need to be answered and probably some of these questions aren't going to be answered, but let's start off with this fact here. We know how highly gun controlled Illinois is, especially the city of Chicago and the suburbs of Chicago. Everybody's been screaming for an assault weapons ban and there has been an assault weapons ban in place in Highland Park, in the Chicago area, and Highland Park is incorporated in that since 2013. There's been an assault weapons ban. Now, we don't know the type of gun that was used yet. Um, from what the police are describing, it's an AR-style gun, but we don't know if it's 100% an AR-15. That's moot. The fact of the matter is we know that this assailant purchased the gun legally. There was a great article that I want to touch on here from our friend Cam Edwards over at bearingarms.com. Because the one thing that I know we always ask is, how did he get possession of the firearms? And this should make you just absolutely mad. Uh, the Highland Police Department received a report in April of, well, we all know what happened on 4th of July. This guy set up in a perch and shot down on the 4th of July parade killing i think it was seven six or yeah. seven it ended up being seven seven and injure inju up injuring over 30 people uh the highland police department or highland park police department received a report in 20 april of 2019 that cremo who is the shooter had earlier attempted suicide police spoke with him and his parents and the matter was handled by mental health professionals in september of that year a family member reported that cremo threatened to kill everyone and had a collection of knives. Police removed 16 knives, a dagger, and a sword from the residence. The police reported to an incident, reported the incident to the Illinois State Police, which said in a news release Tuesday that the family was not willing to file any additional complaints against this person. The knives that were also confiscated were later returned that same day because Cremo's father claimed they were his. Over the next two years, Cremo legally purchased five firearms, according to the Highland Park Police, a combination of rifles, pistol, and possibly a shotgun. ISP com 
ISP confirmed Tuesday that Cremo passed four background checks between June of 2020 and September of 2021 when purchasing firearms, which includes checks of the Federal National Incident Criminal Background Check System. In order to buy a firearm in Illinois, individuals need a firearms owner ID card. Cremo was under 21, so he was sponsored by his father. Cremo's application was not denied because there was an insufficient basis to establish a clear and present danger at the time. Now, speak safe, speak safely. We're, we're, we're going to touch on them here in a second. Um, so here we have a state that has a red flag law. And, and what has been the, the big buzzword for uh, the gun control of the left right now is that we need to have red flag laws. Okay, you had a red flag law. Did not stop this. There wasn't even an attempt to stop this uh, because they said they didn't have insufficient evidence. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. If you're threatening to kill people, I think that's that's sufficient evidence. I I would agree, um, especially if you're threatening to kill people, um, and you cannot demonstrate that you have um, sought mental health treatment <coughs> in the meantime. If that makes any kind of sense, um, so you were proven to be a clear and present danger and then proceeded to not seek any treatment for your mental health issues, then you're still a clear and present danger. Like these <laughs> things don't just go away. Well, it sounds like to me too, just by reading this little bit so far in Cam's article, it seems like the family was enabling him. Yeah. You know, there may be some culpability, as the investigation goes on, are ongoing. Um, there may be some culpability to the family, uh, especially the father who sponsored him. I think um, there should be. And, 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 and as well, there should be um, provided that, you know, there is proof of culpability. I'm not, I, I need more information before I could make a judgment on that. Well, um, I mean, clearly if he sponsored them, that's, that's good enough. I mean, talking to some lawyers today and talking to a couple judges, that could be sufficient sufficient enough. Yeah, I mean, that's... But let's be honest here. It is Chicago. It is yeah. Kim Fox. Right. So who knows what's going to happen there? Who knows? She'll probably prosecute this to the fullest extent of the law because it's, it's a white man. Right. So you'll probably see that, but that that's a that's a completely different rabbit hole. We can jump down on that one. Um, moving on, speak for safely Illinois. An advocacy group tracks statewide uses of FORs, which are firearms restrictive or orders. Now, here's the interesting thing. You know how the the new buzzword is? Oh, we need red flag laws. We need red flag laws. The group reported that only thirty four. FROs were filed in 2019 and 19 were filed in 2020. At least one FRO was filed in 19 counties in 2019 and seven counties in 2020. DuPage County accounts for many FROs, while 12 filed in both 2019 and 2020. No other county filed more than two FROs in either year. Some FIRO records are sealed with no further information available about the circumstance or the respondent. Speak for safety reports the majority of F 
ROs in 2019 were filed by law enforcement officers. Just five were filed by family members, including spouses and children. Similarly, in 2020, four FIROs were filed by family and household members, and 30 were initiated by law enforcement. Uh, the firearms restraining order lasts only for six months, although it can be renewed. So it's unclear whether using the law would have prevented the suspect from obtaining his void card, which he got, and legally purchasing firearms. So it seems to me, if you want to ask the question, it doesn't seem like Illinois is doing a lot of red flagging. No, no, it doesn't. And, uh, you and I had that conversation on the phone, a short conversation on the phone about this, you know, and that is that if due process is applied to the particular situation uh, and you are found that you are a clear and present danger, I think that FRO should stand until you can prove to the court that you're no longer a clear and present danger. Well, some states have it that way where it stays that way until you're um, until you can prove that you're not uh, other states. They have sunset clauses where after a certain amount of time, you can get your firearms back. It's, it's a state by state basis, basically in the states that do have the red flag laws. But it seems like Illinois, even though the gun control advocates are screaming, we need red flag laws. Well, Illinois has one, and it doesn't seem like they're being utilized. Right. Um, and that's the thing, too. We also have to, to, to take into consideration, like in the state of Illinois, there are a lot of people who can red flag you. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, for example, in our home state, Indiana, it requires law enforcement to investigate and then request it to be flagged request for you to be flagged and then there's a there has to be a hearing and you got to appear in court and the whole nine yards so due process is being applied whereas in the state of illinois you know teachers uh family members uh law enforcement there's basically all anybody can accuse you yeah yeah in illinois anybody could bring it up so you would suspect that since you have the higher availability for those reports in the state of Illinois, especially if Illinois is so supposedly high and, and and the people of Illinois demand so much gun control, you would expect that number to be quite a bit higher. Yeah. Now this is, now listen to this. Illinois state police said they received a clear and present danger report in September of 2019 about Cremo. The report was in connection to threats he had allegedly made against his family. No one, including members of his family, were willing to move forward on this complaint. No arrests were made at the time, and at the time of the in incident, Cremo did not have a FOID card that they could revoke and did not have a pending FOID application. Then, in December of 2019, three months later, he applied for his FOID card and was sponsored by his father. At this time, ISP said there was insufficient basis to establish a clear and present danger and deny the application. Well, three months earlier, you received a clear and present danger report. Right. So, so why wasn't it denied? So I happen to think that both the FRO and the FOID laws are unconstitutional. I completely believe they are. But mm -hmm. regardless of my opinion, they're still on the books.
and according to gun control advocates anyway, are supposed to be a valuable to tool to prevent dangerous people from accessing guns. Clearly that didn't happen here. And I'd right. say both the family and law enforcement share in responsibility for that fact. The suspect's family obviously knew he was having issues and I'd like to know a lot more about how the mental professionals handled it. His suicidal indications, his homicidal indications. Did he receive voluntary inpatient treatment? Was he involuntarily uh, committed? Was he on any kind of psychotropic medication? These are all answers that we're probably not going to, um, we're probably not going to get because the fact of the matter is some of that stuff falls under HIPAA laws, which, you know, we completely understand right. here. But the fact of the matter is the law enforcement had every opportunity they could to say, we got a clear and present danger on this guy back three months ago. Right. Uh, and Illinois is not friendly to gun rights. So I don't understand why the police didn't just go with it to begin with. Right. I mean, you know, the the law for for the the quote unquote red flag law for the state of Illinois is six months. So we're talking about halfway through that time period, he applies for a FOID. Uh, his his father uses his FOID. He sponsored it and he sponsored, sponsored his son for it, and they let it go through. Yeah, and the FOID is the FOID cards for those of you who don't understand that. The FOID is handled by the Illinois State Police. And also, you that when they conduct a FOID check, they're doing a NICS check on that for the FOID. Correct. In Illinois, you have to do a NICS check to get your FOID card. Then you have to do another background check when you go to purchase your firearm. Oh, and you have to also wait three days before you're allowed to take that firearm home. Right. Because you see a lot of gun control nuts on social media. Oh, well... There should be waiting periods and red flag laws. Illinois had all this. Right. Absolutely. So here we have, again, another example of how all of these additional gun laws that the gun control lobby tries to push forward don't work. Nope. Don't work at all. We're going to take a short time out, folks. And when we get back, we're going to have more on this conversation. So we'll be right back after this. Hello folks, Jason Reeve here. If you're looking for a great firearm, Sig Sauer is a great place to start. Sig is the makers of the P320 and the P365. In fact, the P320 has replaced the M9 as the sidearm of the United States Army. But Sig just doesn't make pistols. Oh no, they make shotguns, bolt-action rifles, and semi-automatic rifles, all to fit your firearm's needs. And if you're looking for training, well, you can sign up for the Sig Sauer Academy. Visit SigSauer.com to browse firearms or sign up for training. That's SigSauer.com. Sig Sauer. Never settle. The Freedom 515 movement is an opportunity for Americans to stand together for our constitutional rights, freedom, and civil liberties. We will no longer accept a government that does not work for the people, and we will not accept a media agenda aimed at dividing this country. The time to take a stand in solidarity with your fellow patriots is now. Join us. This peaceful movement is a transpartisan one, 
As long as you agree that we need and deserve better from our representatives and our government, you have a home here. Visit www.freedom515.com to sign up for email notifications or to join. That website is freedom515.com. The SEF is the most important gun rights organization in existence. Don't believe me? They are responsible for 80% of gun rights cases making their way through the courts right now, fighting to protect your right to keep and bear arms. Still don't believe me? Then head on over to saf.org where you can read about the current cases open right now. You can also join the fight or donate to the cause. Protecting your rights, one lawsuit at a time. Visit saf.org today. This is Erin, founder of Freedom 515, and you're listening to The American Gun Show. Now back to Jason Reeve. All right, folks, uh, programming note, a week from tomorrow, Erin will be joining us here on The American Gun Show along with John. So you guys are going to want to definitely tune in for that. That's going to be a great show. All right, so we were talking about the FOID cards before we went to break and the red flag laws. All these laws that Illinois put into place. Well, you have to get a firearms owner ID card. You're going to get, have to, uh, you know, we have red flag laws. This is all going to prevent these shootings from happening. And yet over 70 people shot in the city of Chicago over 4th of July weekend and this mass shooting. Those laws did not do anything to prevent this shooting. I mean, you literally have to ask the state of Illinois for permission to own the firearm in the first place. Which is which is why I said which is what I said in the last segment is unconstitutional Mm -hmm. because you're asking the government permission to exercise your right. Right, right. But I mean, I'm 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 still, but still yet that constitutionality aside, like you said earlier, the law is already on the books. You they had every there is a fight for against Mm -hmm. that law. However, though, the, the fact of the matter is it's still there. Right. That's my I think point. It's, I think it's unconstitutional, and I think a lot of people believe it's unconstitutional. But it is there. It's a fight that's still going in, in the court systems right now. It hasn't made its way all the way to the Supreme Court. But it's, right. the fact of the matter is he had to get government permission to own a gun. And the government, right. get, folks, the government gave him permission to own firearms. That's the point. There, there you go. I, you beat me to it. <laughs> That's the problem with this whole thing here. The government, which promised you, oh, if you let us put these laws in place, we will keep you safe. And but yet didn't. you let this guy get a firearm. Right. And for those of you, because I already see him coming in on Discord, Indiana's 30 minutes away from Chicago. Blah, blah. Uh, hey, guys, purchased in Illinois. Right. Legally purchased in Illinois. I don't know why I have to do this every time that we we bring up Chicago, but uh, all the gun shops in Northwest Indiana, I live in Northwest Indiana. Yes, so do I. And I can assure you, if you show up to a gun shop, a gun store in Northwest Indiana with an Illinois driver's license, they will not sell to you. 
and they won't even process it for Illinois compliant. They just won't do the, it. The gun shows will do that as well. Mm-hmm. We were at the Lake County gun show, Nick. And what was the bit? What big sign did we see at the Lake County gun show? No out of state purchases. Yep. No Illinois resident purchases. Yep. And they put the same sign up at the Porter County fair at the Porter County expo. When they do it in Porter County, at the gun show there. No out of state purchases. These people will not sell to Illinois residents. They're tired of being constantly blamed for the gun violence in Chicago, which is driven by gangs, to to be quite honest. It's driven by gangs. So they're tired of being blamed for it. So if you're an Illinois resident, even if you just recently moved to Indiana, they, they don't care. If you have an Illinois ID, you are not purchasing a firearm in Northwest Indiana ever, unless you're buying it from a person. And I'll tell you, if you come to me to try to purchase one that I'm privately selling, I'm not selling to you. Not with an Illinois ID. I don't know you. I'm not selling it. And I'm not saying, Oh, I just know you for a few weeks. No, if I don't know you as a person, like if you are not in my inner circle of friends and believe me, there's not many that are in my inner circle. If you are not my inner circle, I'm not selling you a gun because I don't know you. I don't trust you. And secondly, I'm not putting that responsibility on myself. Plain and simple. Now, I want to go on to uh, the great governor of the People's Republic of Illinois, uh, fat guy J.B. Pitzner. He said, quote, founding fathers would not support constitutional right to an assault weapon. (laughs) <laughs> oh man we're i mean we're, they encouraged people to buy cannons we're we're going back to this again right uh in another portion of his comments pitzner said quote it doesn't have to be like this yet we as a nation well we'll continue to allow this to happen while we celebrate the fourth of july just once a year mass shootings have begun become a weekly american tradition The muskets were used by the founding fathers. The muskets were used to defeat the British military and secure our freedom. Am I, am I wrong about that? No. So every weapon at the time of the second amendment's founding was a military grade weapon. Correct. And we guess what folks that AR 15 you buy that AK 47 you buy civilian wise. It's not military grade. No, it's not military grade. And somebody said to me a couple days ago, yeah, well, he fired like 70 shots in a minute. Well, I could do that with mine. Right. It's not that difficult. I could do that with a handgun. Mm -hmm. It's not that difficult to do. Mm -mm. You guys act like because he had that black scary rifle that it magically makes the gun shoot faster. I would say they're the racists. They just don't like it because it's black. Right. And of course, you know, J.B. Pitzner being the, the, the great Democrat that he is. Of course. You know, he's towing the line when it comes to gun control. We need to ban assault weapons. We need to this. We need to that. Okay. Um, you banned them and it had little effect on crime. Right. Didn't we try that for a decade? Didn't yeah. we do that for 10 years? Mm-hmm. And, it, and and nothing changed. Nothing nothing changed. 
I mean, literally nothing changed. Right. Because crime was on the decline prior to that. And it continued to decline at the exact same rate afterwards. So it did nothing. Right. I mean, it's, it it goes to show you again, this is how dishonest that these people really are. That they, they want to cite numbers. Uh, Eric Swalwell was out when this mass shooting occurred and he cited the gun violence archive. Oh, we've had 312 mass shootings this year alone. Well, you know what my question to that would be? Okay. We've had uh, 312 mass shootings. There's a mass shooting that occurs every weekend in Chicago. Yep. We talk about it every week. Yep. Seven do you, in Democrat run cities across the country. You know how many people were shot this 4th of July weekend? Uh, was it over a hundred? Try over 200. Really? 200 people shot in cities across the nation. Democrat controlled cities. I might add. And yet, you don't hear a word. You don't, yeah. you don't hear a word, but most of that's inner city black on black. So, you know, right. Nobody, nobody seems everybody who talks about this kind of stuff and, and, and says gun control to, 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 for public safety, they don't care about that. No, they don't care that, you know, mayor Lori Lightfoot does not care that 70 people got shot over the weekend in Chicago, but she cares about this one incident. Right. And she's only, and here, here's the deal too. She's not going to care until those 70 people or the 70 people in her block. Yeah. Well, we, (laughs) we saw that, uh, during the, the, the riots of 2020. That's exactly what I was referencing. She didn't care about the riots until they showed up in her neighborhood. Yeah. When they showed up in her neighborhood, they went, Oh, um, Oh, we got a, um, we got to do something about this. Now I want to bring this up too, because we're going to go to Lori Lightfoot in the next segment because I've mayor, I know your people watch and I'm going to call you out. Great. I love it. So stay tuned for that because I am going to call you out for this because you're a piece of human garbage. And I'm going to explain why next segment though, about four minutes away, white stocks pitcher, Liam Hendricks, this idiot goes out and says, I had a driving test when I came over to America. I won't have to take a test if I want to get a gun. That's stupid. Whoever thought this was a great idea? It is easier to get a gun than it is to get a driver's license. Nick, would you would you like to take this one? Um Okay, so I'm just going to lead off with the thing that we've said on this show multiple times. Explain to me and show me where in the United States Constitution it says you have a right to drive a car. Plain and simple. Now, Hendricks, apparently he is from Australia and he praised Australian style gun control. Here's the thing, Liam. Shut up and play baseball. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a baseball player. That's, that's how Sox. little I care. He's a yeah, pitch. That's... He's a pitcher for the White Sox. Yeah, that's how little I it's care. It's like this: shut up and play baseball. Right. I don't give a damn about your political affiliations. I don't give a damn. when I go to Guaranteed Rate Field, which I don't. But if I was going to go up there, 
I don't give a damn about your political your political standpoints. I don't give a damn about any player's political state standpoints. I want to watch baseball. I want to be entertained by watching baseball. Well, and I would also like to make the point, it's really easy to say that you praise Australian-style gun control when you make millions of dollars and are cons- constantly surrounded by armed guards. Oh, yeah. How many police officers do you see when uh, the baseball players leave? Mm-hmm. You see a ton. Oh, yeah, they're everywhere. I've been to Wrigley Field and seen a Cubs game, and after the Cubs game, they're everywhere. Yeah, it, again, you know, and it's just like to what you pointed out earlier. Um, it with Lori Lightfoot. Well, it doesn't affect him. He's a millionaire, right? He doesn't live in those inner cities like, uh, you know, Garfield Park or Humboldt Park in Chicago, where the violence is really happening. Right. He's not running around in Burr Oak, or, or not Burr Oak, but Black Oak or um, Cabrini Green or anywhere of those neighborhoods. Yeah, you know, he stays far from that. But he's got an opinion on what he thinks. Well, right. I don't give a damn about your opinion because you know what? You are elitist, piece of human filth baseball player. Shut up and play baseball. Right. That's what people. That's what people pay. To say. Let me let me just point this out before we go to break. LeBron James tried that crap. How'd that work out for him? Uh, I would like to, to say probably it, it it worked out for LeBron. It worked out a little better than Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. <laughs> right now, right now, LeBron James is probably one of the most hated people in America. I mean, when they got booted out, of the, when they didn't even make the playoffs, you know how many people cheered? A lot. <laughs> yeah. I A mean, lot. he's lucky he's got, he still has his job. Let's yeah. just put it that way. Yeah. All right, folks, we're going to take a time out. We'll be right back after this. Looking for a new firearm, but don't know where to start? Well, look no further than Taurus. Taurus has a variety of firearms from revolvers to semi-automatics. These firearms include the Defender 856, the G2C, the all-new G3, and the TX-22 2019's Guns and Ammo Handgun of the Year. Taurus firearms are reliable and reasonably priced. Go to TaurusUSA.com to browse their selection of firearms. Taurus firearms, designed to protect Hello folks, Jason Reeve here. As a veteran, I thought I knew a lot about guns until I joined the USCCA. I then realized how much I didn't know about guns or concealed carry. The training I got from the USCCA not only helped my marksmanship, but also my decision making and my confidence. If you are in need of this life-saving training, it's simple. All you have to do is go to uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. Hello, Jason Reeve here, and as a veteran, I know the struggle of being discharged from the military and readjusting to civilian life. Unfortunately, this is a battle that many of our veterans have to face. Suicide rates among veterans are 22 a day and are likely to climb. That is why the American Gun Show is a supporter of Mission 22. Mission 22 is a nonprofit organization that is dedicated to healing our American veterans when they need it the most right now. Mission 22 offers treatment for post-traumatic stress syndrome and traumatic brain injury and all other issues our veterans are facing today. 
visit Mission 22 to donate. Mission 22, when their tour is over, our mission begins. This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the United States Concealed Carry Association. Visit uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. And I'm going to start out here with an article from A.W.R. Hawkins, at least 71 shot over July 4th weekend in Lori Lightfoot, Chicago. Breitbart News reported at least 54 people were shot Friday into Monday morning alone. As the Halloween or the holiday weekend progressed, seven of those 54 succumbed to their wounds. When the July 4th holiday weekend was complete, the Chicago Sun-Times, the total number of shooting victims had risen to 71 with one additional fatality, bringing the total number of shooting fatalities to eight. The Chicago gun crimes was slightly lower than what witnessed over July 4th weekend during 2021 when over 100 people were shot last year in the city of Chicago. Data from the Sun-Times has shown that 312 people were killed in the city of Chicago from July 1st or January 1st to July 4th. The fact that these shooting victims, these Americans, the 71 shooting victims from the holiday weekend does not include the 30 wounded and the eight fatality from the Highland Park attack. So we are looking at over 100 people shot in the city of Chicago with at least pushing 20, what, but 16, 16 deaths, 16 Americans and over a hundred Americans shot in Lori Lightfoot, Chicago. Mayor, you need to resign in disgrace. You Beetlejuice bug-eyed piece of human filth. Yep. You are out here telling your cops not to pursue assault vi- assault perpetrators. You got a state attorney in the city of Chicago that will not prosecute any violent criminals. In fact, your state's attorney lets them out on the street. And then the biggest hypocrisy of them all from you, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, is last week you were so upset with the Dobbs decision claiming that the Supreme Court is coming after the LGBTQ community because Lightfoot is the first openly gay mayor of Chicago. She said, fornicate Clarence Thomas. F. Clarence Thomas. And then right after this shooting occurred, on July 5th, yesterday, this piece of garbage comes out and says, We need to end the toxicity of our institutions. We need to stop this toxicity and this division that's happening across this country. Well, you know what, Mayor? You need to shut the hell up and resign in disgrace. Because a week ago, you were saying F a very institution of our quote-unquote democracy, as you like to put it. F the institution of our democracy, but a week later, we need to stop the toxicity of our institutions in the country. Mayor Lori Lightfoot, go fornicate yourself. That's all I have to say. Nick, save me before I do something I'm going to (laughs) regret. Right. Um, 
FCC regulations. Let's just say that. <laughs> so, but you're absolutely right, Jason. You know, you can't, you can't say, come out and say, and attack an institution of the United States, and then out the other side of your mouth, say that we shouldn't be doing that. I mean, that that's literally what hypocrisy is. It's do as I say, not as I do, you know, so now that this problem has really hit home in Chicago, once again, we see the the, the same MO that, that, that Mayor Lightfoot has always shown. Now it's in her backyard. Now it's a problem. Now she wants to do something about it. The toxicity is starting to have an impact on her campaign and her ability to stay mayor of Chicago. It's going to be a problem for her. Now she cares. Now we need to stop being toxic. You know, am, am I wrong that, you know, Lori Lightfoot was the one that defund the police. Correct. Lori Lightfoot has attacked police. Yes. Remember when that police officer was killed, Ellie French? Mm-hmm. What did the Chicago police do to her when she walked into the hospital? They turned their backs. The police, oh, Let's let's talk about vaccine mandates in uh, Chicago. You want to talk about a dictator? <laughs> Her state's attorney is letting violent criminals out on the street, but she was going to throw you in jail because you didn't wear a mask. Right. She was going to throw you in jail. She told the police, if you don't get vaccinated, you don't have a job. So guess what those law enforcement officers did? Bye. They quit. I don't want a job here. You know, and I think that's that might be something that we need to broach on on the next segment because that's a long that can be a long discussion. But you know, you spend two and a half at two and a half years demonizing police. Do you really think there's going to be any left that can do a good job? Yeah, you demonize the police. You attack that institution of America, right? You attack the Supreme Court. You attack the president. When Trump was in there, she was attacking him. Right. Look at the look. Lori Lightfoot is walking hypocrisy. Everybody's locked down in the city of Chicago, but I'm a public figure. I have to get my hair done. I bet you if I went on Google right now and Googled what is the definition of hypocrisy, it will say telling saying one thing and then doing another, doing the exact opposite of what you said to do. See also Democrat. Well, this, this piece of garbage and, and believe me before you guys all started, you're attacking her because she's black. You're attacking her because she's gay. No, I'm attacking her because she is a worthless mayor. Being gay, being black has nothing to do with it. It is the fact that her policies get Americans in the city of Chicago killed every weekend. It's not every weekend. It's every day, every day. The fact of the matter stands is her being gay doesn't get people killed. Her being black doesn't get people killed. And we'll even go so far as uh, being unpleasant to look at does not get people killed. Her policies and her decision making gets people killed. And what happens when you question her? How many videos have we seen, Nick, where a reporter questions her and she cusses them out? Absolutely. How dare you challenge my authority? I don't mean like 
oh, you're an idiot. No, she's effing them, calling them. It's worse than when Joe Biden called Peter Ducey a dumb son bitch. Mm-hmm. She has, I've invited Lori Lightfoot on this show. Hey, come on my show. Let's have a conversation. And you know what her staff wrote back to me? Lori, the mayor of Chicago refuses to come on your show because you are a white supremacist and a misogynist. That's your go-to? Right. Well, that is that is the Democrat go-to when you criticize them. Oh, you're just being misogynist and homophobic and racist. Right. No, your policies are getting my fellow countrymen killed. Right. I know people in Chicago. We both do, Nick. We both do. We know people in that area. This hits very, very, very close to home. I don't think... The, you know, I don't know if the listeners fully understand. I can drive from my house. If I were to leave right now, I could be in Aero, at O'Hare Airport in an hour. I mean, we are we live in the influence of Chicago. Indiana has very little influence on Chicago. Chicago has it. We literally have a split in our time zone down our state because of Chicago. Well, what what do most people call Northwest Indiana? Indiana. They call it Chicago land. Yeah. I propose the, the region. You I know. propose to my wife in, in Chicago. Yeah. I have a lot of good memories in the city of Chicago. Chicago used to be a fantastic place to go. Well, and it's I, not anymore. I think we can we can both agree Chicago was awesome. It there's was. No, there's no place. Trust me. I've, I And I know you've been to some of these other big cities, too. I've been to New York City. I've been to Los Angeles. I would take Chicago over those cities any day. I don't like driving in Chicago. Don't get me wrong. But as far as being in the city, you've got, you know, you've got the Magnificent Mile. You've got Millennium Park. You know, there is a lot in Chicago that used to be absolutely fantastic. And nobody goes. I mean, well, you know, look at the stadiums, look at the sports stadiums. They've got two base baseball fields there, empty seats everywhere because I used to have season tickets to the Cubs. I don't have them anymore. I got rid of them. Yeah. We used to go to the Chris Kendall market every November to December. We don't go anymore. Right. The reason why it has got so violent in the city of Chicago under Mayor Lori Lightfoot. And don't get me wrong. It's not all Lightfoot's fault. This all started under Rahm Emanuel. This all started under him. But Mary Laura Lightfoot has continued the policies that Emanuel had put into place. Right. And I don't even, you know, she's been mayor of Chicago long enough now. She doesn't get to blame the previous administration anymore. No. That you've had ample amount of time to turn to you haven't even tried to turn it around. The, the, the nose of this ship hasn't, hasn't moved one degree. No, it's always blame somebody else. Right. Oh, well, we're, we're going to blame the ultra MAGA. We're going to blame the white supremacists. We're going to blame Indiana. Guess what? It's not working anymore. Right. When I can come on this show and pull up ATF numbers and literally hold them up and say, more guns in Chicago that are traced back originate from Illinois. Right. It, the number actually, because we talked about it, the number actually, 75%. 75% of the firearms recovered from crimes in Chicago come from the state of Illinois. And of those, 97% of them, 
somebody committed a crime to obtain it. They were illegally obtained. Yeah. It's, it's, it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. And these policies that are in the city of Chicago, these are policies that are in Democrat run cities all across the country. Keep in mind, folks, Kim Fox is a George Soros prosecutor. The same as Alvin Bragg, the same as uh, the, the, the one in Philadelphia, the one in uh, New York, the one in Los Angeles, Gaston. They just recalled the one in uh, San Francisco. Yeah. Because they were sick of the garbage in San Francisco. And let me tell you, I want you guys, everybody needs to under out there needs to understand this too. All of those places have seen their crime rates go up by over 100%. Their crime has more than doubled since they took that office. But yet, what do most people want to do? Blame somebody else. Blame this group. Right. Blame the NRA. And the NRA has nothing to do with it. Because the NRA just wants to just wants to, to to lobby the government so they can sell more guns. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> I'm still waiting on David Hogg to show me that. All right, folks, we're going to take a time out when we get back. Um, we're going to play something for Nick that he hasn't heard. And we're going to let him respond to this because this is this is something. We'll be right back after this. The SAF is the most important gun rights organization in existence. Don't believe me? They are responsible for 80% of gun rights cases making their way through the court right now, fighting to protect your right to keep and bear arms. Still don't believe me? Then head on over to saf.org, where you can read about the current cases open right now. You can also join the fight or donate to the cause. Protecting your rights, one lawsuit at a time. Visit saf.org today. Are you looking for an iconic firearm to add to your collection? Well, look no further than Beretta Firearms. Beretta is the oldest firearms manufacturer in the world, supplying firearms as far back as 1650. In fact, the Beretta 92FS was the primary sidearm for the U.S. Armed Forces. Beretta has all types of handguns, rifles, and shotguns to fit your needs, whether it be home defense or concealed carry. Handgun Options include the 92, PX4 Storm, and the new APX series. Beretta is known for reliability and effectiveness. That's why so many military and law enforcement have relied on Beretta. Visit Beretta.com to view their selections. Beretta, win the fight. A big part of the concealed carry lifestyle is carrying your firearm at all times. This can be difficult if you don't have the right holster. I've tried many holsters with minimum success. Then I tried the cloak tuck, an inside the waistband holster made by Alien Gear Holsters. They also make the Shape Shift Holster Series, have lifetime warranties, and are made right here in the USA. Visit AlienGearHolsters.com to browse their selections and find the best holster for your lifestyle.
This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the Second Amendment Foundation. Join or donate at saf.org. Now back to the defender of your gun rights, Jason Reeve. All right, folks, welcome back to the show with Nick Messer, the voice of reason. Nick, I got this. I got to play for you because I heard this on uh, the five earlier today. And I said, oh, my God, I've got to play this because this woman, I think her name's Rosa Boss or something like that. Okay. And she's some sort of expert at a, at a university, whatever the hell that means anymore. But listen to this. This is what she has to say about the Constitution. The media is blaming the violence on the Constitution because, you know, it's actually racist. This is 100% us, and it's because we are essentially slaves to a document that was written, you know, more than 230 years ago by a tiny group of white slave-owning men, you know, and, and we cannot break out of the, you know, the bondage that we have imposed on ourselves from feeling like we, we have to, everything by our Supreme Court is decided in reference to this ancient document, which is just not serving us well. Ancient document that is not serving us well. Nick, what do you think, man? For someone who's an expert, uh, apparently they haven't read it. <laughs> is this I, this is the people that are teaching our kids right i know i'm 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 well aware the these are professors in schools that are teaching our children and they're telling them that our constitution the very document that we established this is what the government's going to do and what they cannot do right and she says it's an ancient document wrote by a bunch of white slave owners, and we're a slave to this document. Oh, All right. my God. So uh, this this is going to seem a little long-winded, but um, it's funny. So I want to kind of tell the whole thing. Okay, have you ever heard of the tomato analogy when it comes to, like, uh, Dungeons & Dragons? Yes. The Dungeons & Dragons. So you've got strength is how hard you can throw a tomato. Dexterity is how well you can throw a tomato. All right constitution is how many tomatoes do you have to get hit with before you die <laughs> intelligence is knowing tomato is a, a tomato is a fruit wisdom is knowing it doesn't belong in a fruit salad <laughs> all right and charisma is your ability to sell a tomato <laughs> okay <laughs> this lady has knows everything there is to know about a tomato and that's it <laughs> you know <laughs> You know, I mean, it's just we're slaves to this document. That's the document that me and you took an oath when we joined the military that we were going to protect. Um. Okay, so I will say this. Okay, she doesn't know it, but she's kind of partially right because there's like roughly 535 slaves to that document. <laughs> it, it's the federal government right. okay there right. these it is the constitution is 100 percent. it does two things the constitution does two things number one it's a set of rules by which the federal government must abide by okay and number two 
because we've talked about it ad nauseum on this show. I'll go ahead and cover it again, because if I don't cover it now, we'll be covering it again next week. The supremacy clause in the United States Constitution puts those rights under the jurisdiction of the federal government for protection. Okay, so when it comes to your freedom of speech, because of the supremacy clause, it is the government's responsibility, the federal government's responsibility to protect your freedom of speech, to protect your freedom of religion, to protect the freedom of the press, to protect your your ability to peaceably assemble, your right to keep and bear arms. It's the government's responsibility to make sure that the states aren't trying to house their soldiers in your home. All right. It, it, it for it, they have the, the authority to force the state governments to provide you due process. They protect your rights. That's what it does. You can't do these things and you must make sure nobody else does these things. That's what the Constitution says, period. Would you consider the Constitution an ancient document? No, the Dead Sea Scrolls are an ancient document. <laughs> that's my, that's kind of where I was going with that. I was kind of going, well, wouldn't like the, um, uh, what is it, Haramah's Laws? I don't know if I pronounced his name right. Amurabi's Laws? Yes, that would be an ancient document. That would be an ancient document. And you really, to be quite honest with you, um, you want to talk about where we're bound by an ancient document. Hammurabi's laws is literally the foundation for civilization period. Right. right? I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting on that, but I mean, uh, a document that's only been about 250 years old. I don't consider that an ancient document. Mm -mm. Um, it's pretty modern for its time. And, um, not only that, how many other countries, newly formed countries have adopted some of our principles out of our constitution into their constitution. You know, minus the, the reasonability clause in the charter of rights and freedoms in the, in the country of Canada, they have a very similar, similar uh, constitution to our, their charter of rights and freedoms is very similar to our constitution. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, this is, and, and doesn't that sound just like a, you know, doesn't that just sound like a, a typical um, progressive, uh, whack job that says, Hey, you know what? We're going to go ahead and, you know, it's an ancient document, so it doesn't serve its purpose anymore. Well, see, one of the things about it is, is because of the moves that the Supreme court has made as far as the constitutionality to, of the right to keep and bear arms, because they couldn't supersede that right. Uh, they're going after the document itself now. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, she did it. She did state in that uh, clip that, you know, the Supreme Court, they followed the Constitution. Ooh, I'm sorry. That's what their, their job, job is. Yeah, it's literally their only, you had one job. The Supreme Court has one job. Is it constitutional or is it not? And that's where the Supreme, like I said, that's where it comes into play. That's where the enforcement of the United States Constitution from the federal government comes from. It's their responsibility to make sure that these rights are protected. And they're not I just, infringed. I just think that it's so interesting that, you know, and, and this is why, folks, this is why you will hear me say college is a waste of time anymore. Yeah, because you're, you're getting a ton of intelligence, but absolutely no wisdom. You, I None. Mean, this woman is teaching our kids at whatever college she was at. 
I think it was Georgetown, if I'm not mistaken, but I could be mistaken on that. But the fact of the matter is you have progressives like this in our colleges all across the nation that are teaching our kids that the founding documents of our country are ancient and out of date and do not apply anymore. Right. Go ahead. Go ahead. That signals the decline of a civilization, period. Well, we've been, we've talked about that ourselves. That we've uh, we're we're reaching that. They say most um, democracies and republics only last about two hundred years. Right. So we are past the two hundred year mark. Well, wasn't it? What, what wasn't it? Benjamin Franklin said that the best form of government is a republic if you can keep it. Yes, uh, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, it's it's sad that this is what we have to deal with. And this is why parents like me, parents like Nick, this is what we were concerned about over the summer that everybody was labeling us domestic terrorists. Right. No, I don't want you teaching our kids that the constitution is a ancient out of date piece of paper. I want you teaching our kids why that piece of paper is so important and why we have a government that no other country on earth had at the time of its founding. Right. And it was a document that was based off of, you know, what is all the bad stuff we've seen in the governments across the world up to this point? And how do we prevent all these things from happening again? I don't know if we've ever brought this up on the show, but you made this very good point to me once that the whole purpose of the second amendment when it's for well-regulated militia, wasn't for us to have gun control laws. It was because the founding fathers did not want to have a standing army. Standing armies lead to tyranny. We've seen what standing armies do. Yeah. Standing armies lead to tyranny because the federal government will employ that standing army against its own citizens in order to force compliance. Yep. And that's what the founding fathers didn't want to do, because at the time period of the Constitution being written, your law enforcement was military. Mm-hmm. In Great Britain, the military provided the enforcement of law. OK, and they did not want that to happen again, not to mention, you know, the British military. You know, we t- we talked about this when we were talking about the, the, the situation in Ukraine. We heard massive reports that the, the, the Russian soldiers had no idea why they were even in Ukraine. Yep. Okay. That's what you have with a standing army. All right. You have people that are fighting a fight and they don't understand why. They have no skin in the game. But when you have a well-armed populace that is also well-trained, they're not fighting to defend their country. They're de- fighting to, to defend their house, their town, and their and maybe their county. They're staying in their local area and defending their local area. And if you have that across the entire board, you never have to worry about the logistics of how you're going to meet an advancing force. Because your force is the entirety of your populace in your country. And we know it works because look at Ukraine. And we and the other point to that is look at Ukraine, but this is why we've never been invaded. Yeah. This is why the United States of America has never been invaded by a foreign power. 
And it was true up until the last century. I mean, it hasn't even been a hundred years since somebody said, no, I don't want to invade the United States because e behind every blade of grass, there's a rifle. And one thing I'd also like to say about this, uh, this professor, she obviously doesn't know her history that well because several of the founding fathers, including John Adams, did not own slaves and were against slavery. Correct. So for her to run her mouth and say, this document was written by a bunch of slave owning whites. No, John Adams wasn't a slave owning white. Mm -mm. John Adams hated slavery. Yeah. As so well again, as did Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. And so there you go. Once again, we're back to the whole, well, we're not teaching proper history and we're not teaching people what the constitution is. Right. History and civics, probably two of the most important things that we need in this country. You know, you know, you know what else our founding fathers hated? Hmm. Political parties. Yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> well, they had if you were, a, you, well, if you were just, you know, a quick history lesson here, the, when the parties were founded at, at the beginning of the country, there was the Federalists and the Democrat Republicans which the Democrat Republicans turned into just the Republicans because it was when John Adams who, or John Quincy Adams, when Andrew Jackson won the popular vote, but didn't win the electoral college, Jackson thought he got screwed and created his own party. And then the Federalists just went away. Um, the Democrat Republicans did not become just the Republicans. They became the Democrats. Uh, well, that was after Andrew Jackson established the Democrat Party. Yeah, the the Republicans. That's why the Republican is referred to as the GOP, the Grand Old Party. That didn't come up until right before the Civil War. Yeah. Now, I want to <laughs> talk about this. Now, we, we've talked about the new gun control laws that were coming out. Well, uh, in New, new Jersey, Governor uh, signs most of his anti-gun wish list into Walt Law. You know what he actually called this gun control? What? Gun Safety Reform 3.0. Okay. You know what 3.0 means, right? 3.0? It, it, it's the third version, which means you've tried it two other times and it didn't work. Well, July 5th, 2022, Governor Phil, I don't care about your rights, Murphy signed seven bills from his infamous gun ban package into law. All these bills target rights of law-abiding Americans, and none of them will provide severe punishment for gun criminals or impact mental health issues resulting in firearms ownership. Uh, the ANJRPC is analyzed the final version of these matters in light of the recent Supreme Court ruling. The seven bills signed into law today are A, 1302, which is a ammunition registration. So if you're buying ammo in uh, New Jersey, you got to register yourself now. Uh, a 1765, which is an industry killing bill. A 4368, which is micro stamping. Uh, a 4370, ban on gun ownership without training. Uh, Senate Bill 1204, registration double standards for new residents. Uh, Senate Bill 2846, 10 years in jail for previous, uh, previously uh, legal gun kits. So if you have a gun kit in, uh, you know, 80% lower, uh, you're going to do 10 years in jail for that. And Senate Bill 2905, which is a ban of 50 caliber firearms. 
Woo-wee! That's a whole lot of infringement that just came down on the citizens of New Jersey. It's all of the infringement. Well, I know it's all the infringement, but... No, see, it's quite literally. We, see, this you is said why... micro stamping, right? Well, yeah, but hold on a second. Let me finish my point here. Uh, but the people of New Jersey are stupid, and they uh, fit. They determine success of, well, you know, we got a ammunition re- registration, but at least we didn't get a ban on ammunition. That's the only thing you're allowed to own there now. <laughs> Not unless you register it. If you re- don't register it, you can't own it. But, um, yeah, the micro stamping, we, we've been over that one before. You it, know, the technology. technology. The technology doesn't exist. Right. So if if, it, if if it's not allowed to be sold because it's not micro, it, it doesn't have micro stamping, then it's banned. Dick, uh, you said all 50 caliber firearms, all 50 caliber firearms. So that's anything that's 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 a 12 gauge. You're not allowed to have a 12 gauge because a 12 gauge is a 50 cal. Well, no, they're 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 talking. Did they about, separate shotguns. They it's a solid. 50 caliber are banned. So shotguns, they shoot ball bearings. That doesn't count. No, but you can't own a deer slug. No, you won't be able to own a deer slug. Deer slugs a 50 cal. So, so yeah. So you can't have you 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 can't have a desert eagle because that's a 50 cal action express. So you can't have that. You can't have a 500 Smith and Wesson Magnum because that's a that's a 50 cal. Uh, you can't have a 12 gauge shotgun with slugs in it because that's a 50 cal. Uh, you can't have a, 50, a standard $100 muzzle loader from Walmart because well, those are 50 cal. Ba- plain and simple, 50 caliber guns are banned in the state of New Jersey. No. Yeah. I want this ban of government o- or gun ownership without training. So this was done, and we saw the same thing happen in New York. This is in direct response to the Buren decision. And the Buren decision, in a nutshell, basically says you can't in your permitting process say that you have to show good cause to obtain a permit. doesn't work that way. Right. And it's, and it's not going to work that way. So now Phil Murphy is saying, well, now they're in New Jersey. They, they were rescinded their good cause measure. They, they had no choice. Right. So they rescinded it. So, you know, Phil Murphy goes, well, you know what? We're going to put it now that if you don't do this required training, you can't own a firearm. Right. You can't well, even own it. Not, not much, carry it. How much, not does, own it. how much does training normally cost? It varies. If you're going to but, take, uh, but, a, if you're going to take a course, it's going to cost you hundred bucks. Some of the more advanced courses, you're looking at 500 bucks. Right. Plus ammo cost because you yeah. have to buy the ammo to run the course. Yeah. And if you, and if you can't register ammo, you can't get ammo. So there you go. It all comes full circle, right? It all comes full circle here. This is again, an opportunity to keep guns out of law abiding people's hands because, well, I'm Phil Murphy. I don't give a damn about your rights. And here we go. Right. I can see this, all those being challenged real quick. Well, the thing is this, there are lawsuits out for some of these that are in place, like uh, the micro stamping, um, the ammunition registration. I think there's one out there because there was a 
I think there's a, I think the FPC is suing for California's uh, background check on ammo, but mm-hmm. oh yeah, there's going to be lawsuits. There, there's going to be lawsuits again. But again, New Jersey, you voted for it, right? You put this guy in office. You put all those Democrats in office, and this is the fruits of your labor. But again, and you didn't learn from Virginia. No. And and this is why, because, and I've said this, and I don't care if people in New Jersey are offended by what I have to say, because it's the, it's the freaking truth. I know Alexander Rubian who works with the New Jersey second amendment society. And he agrees with this. People in New Jersey are like, well, you know, it's like with the gas. Okay. Gas is $5 a gallon. Well, at least it's not $7 a gallon. Right. That's the mentality in the armpit of America, which is known as New Jersey. Right. And you, you know how you know it's the armpit of America? Because you literally have to pay to leave. Yeah. And not <laughs> only that, but okay, you see the same thing happening in New York. Kathy Hochul signed into law last Friday. I talked about it on the show Saturday. Okay, I, you can't show good cause anymore. We want three years of your social media history, and then we will determine if you have good character to get a firearm. Isn't that exactly what the Buren decision said you can't do? Yeah, exactly. But, oh, no, you can't show us good cause, but I want three years of their social uh, social media history in order to determine if you're a good person. It's, it's, and, and trust me, did we not say when we were on the air shortly after the Dobbs decision, did we not say, you know, they're going to try something. Mm-hmm. Well, and here's the thing the, here. This is a point I've often said our rights are not contingent on upon agreement. That's like my tagline. I say that to everybody. All right. This is another point that I don't think a lot of people get. Okay. If it has consequences, it's not a right. Exactly. All right. Plain and simple. If it has con, if you do something and it has consequences, then it's not a right. It's a privilege. Your rights don't have consequences. The maximum consequence that you could ever get from from exercising one of your rights is somebody not wanting to have something, not wanting to have anything to do with you. That's it. That's the extent yeah. of the consequences of exercising a right. So if I say something that somebody doesn't like and they don't want to be around me, that's the maximum consequence that I can get from from exercising my First Amendment right. Period. Yeah. Okay. So that that whole play to say we want to see the last three years of your social media to see if you're a good have good enough character. Not only is that an infringement on your Second Amendment rights because it's putting an un- unnecessary regulation on purchasing and owning a firearm, but it's also it is also an infringement on your First Amendment rights because you can be held to consequence for something that you've said, and you well, have you a know, right to free speech. Well, if you're like me, if you follow me on Facebook, you know that I, I'll post memes, right. I posted one the other night that was a candle from Yankee Candle that said the spirit of America. And it said, if it don't smell like stacking bodies and spent brass, I'm returning it. Right. That would disqualify me in New York. Right. Because you said something about stacking bodies. Well, it's it's the fact that 
they'd look at that and say, nope, that doesn't make him a good person. Right. Because it's, 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 it, it, it's, it's an ambiguous and arbitrary requirement is what it boils down to because who gets, where's the regulations? What's the stipulations? What's the standard of what is a good person and not a good person based off of what they post on social media? Well, we know what the Democrat standard is. It's anybody we don't like. Exactly. So the minute you say something that they don't necessarily agree with, if they scroll through there and they see a, a post that says the Second Amendment shall not be infringed or something, nope, he's not getting a firearm. Yep. But I, I'm going to tell you this right here, right now. The minute, the minute something goes sideways for one of those kind of people like that, the first thing they're going to do is go looking for somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. So, if there's a mass shooting in Chicago, like what we had happen in, uh, in, in, or in New York, like we had in Chicago over the weekend, you are absolutely right. They are going to comb through his social media and they're, they're going to match it to anybody's that remotely comes close to it. Right. And then they're going to go done. Yep. Nope. This I'm going to tell you right now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. Indianapolis is the same way. People in Indianapolis are the exact same way. And I will tell you this. I have been in Indianapolis. I've been walking through stores and stuff like that. And I've heard altercations begin. People yelling about to start fighting. All right. And the people that live in Indianapolis that would normally be like, well, you know, I kind of understand where they're coming from on gun control. They see my hat when that altercation starts and they follow me. You sure it's that they don't see something else bulging? <laughs> I, I I do a pretty good job of keeping it concealed. Well, I do too, but most people have gotten to know me. I don't go anywhere without a firearm. It, that, I don't either. That's part of the reason why I don't go to Chicago anymore because I can't you know, go there with my firearm. But, you know, the fact of the matter stands is, is that when you are armed and you know you have the ability to defend yourself if needed, you have an aura about you because altercations like that happening in a store, they don't phase you. You don't care. Yeah. You're going to go about your business. And then other people see that and they go, Oh, this guy, it, it's, it's like, it's confidence. And well, you know, the thing is, up on it. And I'll, I'll share this before we go to break the gas station in Madaryville. Okay. Those girls love when I come in mm-hmm. because there's, Generally, I stop in at the Morins after work, and there's this kind of creeper dude in there that all he does is buy scratch offs and go over to the machine, scan them, go back, and he spends like 20 minutes in the freaking store. Right. But he creeps the girls out. But when I walk in, they're like, oh, man, if he tried something, we know Jason's here. Right. Exactly. Because it's it, we we carry ourselves with a different aura because we're trained. We know what we're doing. We know we can defend ourselves. All right. So fear does not strike us the same way that it strikes other people. And that's why we advocate. We do advocate for training, making it a requirement to own a firearm is no. BS. No, don't agree with that at all. I don't agree with that at all, but that's why we advocate for training. Go get trained. All right, folks, we're going to take a timeout and we'll be right back after this. Hello folks, Jason Reeve here. If you're looking for a great firearm, Sig Sauer is a great place to start. Sig is the makers of the P320 and the P365. 
In fact, the P320 has replaced the M9 as the sidearm of the United States Army. But SIG just doesn't make pistols. Oh no, they make shotguns, bolt-action rifles, and semi-automatic rifles, all to fit your firearm's needs. And if you're looking for training, well, you can sign up for the SIG Sauer Academy. Visit SIGSauer.com to browse firearms or sign up for training. That's SIGSauer.com. SIG Sauer. Never settle. The Freedom 515 movement is an opportunity for Americans to stand together for our constitutional rights, freedom, and civil liberties. We will no longer accept a government that does not work for the people, and we will not accept a media agenda aimed at dividing this country. The time to take a stand in solidarity with your fellow patriots is now. Join us. This peaceful movement is a transpartisan one. As long as you agree that we need and deserve better from our representatives and our government, you have a home here. Visit www.freedom515.com to sign up for email notifications or to join. That website is freedom515.com. The SAF is the most important gun rights organization in existence. Don't believe me? They are responsible for 80% of gun rights cases making their way through the courts right now, fighting to protect your right to keep and bear arms. Still don't believe me? Then head on over to saf.org where you can read about the current cases open right now. You can also join the fight or donate to the cause. Protecting your rights, one lawsuit at a time. Visit saf.org today. This is Erin, founder of Freedom 515, and you're listening to The American Gun Show. Now back to Jason Reeve. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. Nick, I want to share something kind of funny with you. Okay. So uh, when the mass shooting occurred in Highland Park, okay. you had uh, Sir Fartsalot, Eric Swalwell. Um, he posted a photo of Lauren Boebert holding a 50 BMG gun at a gun show. Mm-hmm. Back before Lauren Boebert ran for Congress. And we know, well, we, you know how me, me and you, we have much love for Lauren Boebert. Right. Still trying to get her on the show. Her people are amazing. They, they're not, they have not responded back to me yet, but I'm trying, I want to get her on the show so bad. I want to be here when it happens. But, uh, (laughs) but uh, Miss Boebert, and he took a picture of the mass shooter from, uh, and did a side by side on Twitter Mm -hmm. and said, striking uh, resemblance. He's basically saying that Congresswoman Lauren Boebert is a mass shooter. <laughs> well, not Lauren too Bo- bright, though. No, because Lauren Boebert responded and said this, and I quote, Law-abiding gun owners won't be smeared and disarmed every time a California failed presidential candidate rolls out of bed with a Chinese spy and tries to blame us for the conduct of others. End quote. <laughs> that's a mic drop right there yeah if there ever was a mic drop that's a mic drop because you know the, the bottom line is you know Air, uh, Lauren Boebert has been completely outspoken on her second amendment views right and Eric Swalwell hates her because he is the most keep in mind folks this was the same guy who said that 
we're going to do a mandatory buyback. And if you don't sell your gun back to me, you're going to go to jail. Right. Okay, Eric, that's called confiscation. No, it's not. It's a, it's a mandatory buyback. No, it's confiscation because you said, if I don't give you my guns, I'm going to go to jail. Correct. And he also said that he also made uh, a comment that, oh, the gun owners in America think they can fight the federal government. We have nukes. So suggesting that he would nuke the American people. I have a question. Hmm? Would you agree? And I'll get to the point. Just go with me. Would you agree to say that the military is a socialist society embedded within our Republic. Um, yeah, I, I would say that you, you would especially say that now, especially now. Yeah. What was one of the things that happened to us while we were in the military all the time? <laughs> we were quite often voluntold to do things, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, we were told, yeah, yeah it was, well, it's like it was mandatory that you volunteer for the fun run. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's the same thing as a mandatory buyback. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You're not volunteering if you have to do it. <laughs> I didn't want to go there, but I don't want to do, nah, I don't want to do that today, chief. Uh, okay. Well. You you're going to do it anyway. You're going to do it anyway and you're going to like it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what Fartswell did. That's yeah. what he was trying to do. It's yeah. the same kind that's a tactic of socialism. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is which is the exact opposite of what we have in our society in the United States. And remember right after the Uvalde shooting, Eric Swalwell is on the congressional floor saying that if it means taking away your rights to save children, I'm guilty. Guilty is charged. Okay, so you're not saving them. You're taking their rights. You're not taking my rights because you'll kill me before you take my rights. Well, in his jacked you're up taking mind. theirs. Well, you got to remember, he's he's a jacked up. He's not right. He ain't right in the head. No, he ain't right in the head. And speaking of uh, not right in the head, uh, gun control advocates. They, this never ceases to amaze me. I mean, I had this conversation last week on 2A Tuesday. I, I've had a couple other podcasts that I've been on that we've had this discussion. Gun control advocates want Biden to nuke the filibuster. That's such a bad idea. Nuke the filibuster. That way we can pass common sense gun control legislation. And I actually shocked the host. And I said, you know what? At this point, let them do it. That might as well. Because you want to know why? And this is why. Because these people that are in the middle thinking that Democrats aren't so bad. And, you know, honestly, like we've said before, I could do with a dollar seventy nine gas and a mean tweet right now, right? Right. <laughs> There's people out there still think it's not that bad with Joe Biden. Okay. If you don't think this is bad, in the filibuster and watch the garbage that the Democrat Party shoves down our throats. Oh, yeah. Because it ain't just going to be with guns. It's going to be with environmental regulations. They're going to, they'll ban gas powered cars. Because, you know, we, I made this point too. We were talking about gas cars. 
I said, hey, if the government wants to give me a $70,000 voucher to go buy a Tesla, I'll go buy a Tesla tomorrow. But here's the kicker. Our grid doesn't have the capability to put up with it. Right. But you want, but you want everybody, it's passive compliance. We want, we're going to keep the gas prices high because we want you to go get an electric car. Correct. That's the whole point of why gas is $5 a gallon. Because if you want, want to be honest, folks, gas, a barrel of oil costs the same as it did last year. Okay. So I, I, I want to point this out. This is, you, we, we often talk about experts, right? Okay. So mm -hmm. my dad just recently retired. Okay. Now uh, I was in the United States Air Force. Do you, I've told you, Jason, but I don't think I've ever said it on the show. My job was fuel. Okay. My dad just retired from hauling gasoline to gas stations for 25 years. Okay. Yeah. So everybody wants to, to, to get on these price gouging. They want these price gouging laws because the, the evil gas station is gouging the price and everything. No, they're not. Did you know the gas station on average makes anywhere from seven to 10 cents a gallon on gasoline? That's it. It's all, they make no money on gasoline. Yeah, everything you know is made inside the store. They they make their money inside the convenience store. Okay, the gasoline gets you there. They make their money inside the store. Now, with that being said, seven seventy five percent of the price of your fuel is tax. Well, that's like we said here in Indiana. If they would drop the gas tax, that would drop seventy cents off the gas like that. Mm -hmm. Just like that. Now, I, I don't want to stray too much into the, the gas thing. I was just using that as an example. Right. But, okay, this whole thing that, okay, listen to this, folks. Giffords, their lead person, what's what's their name? Let me find their name here. Uh, Robin Loyal of Giffords, a group founded by Gabby Giffords, suggested an administration could house such an effort in a department whose sole focus is gun violence prevention. She wants them to make a department of gun violence in the federal government. Um, and this is what she said, quote, gun violence is the leading cause of death of our children in this country. And that's really horrific. If that is the case, why is there a robust team of people working on that every day? That, uh, is, that is a disingenuous statistic. I, I, I hate it when they say uh, that. I, I, I do too. Uh, Noah Lombardi, speak, uh, spokesperson for March for Our Lives, says B Biden has the tools he hasn't unlocked. We feel the whiplash too. We want to relish in the moment as well. We did celebrate the bipartisan gun control bill when it passed. We don't have an opportunity to rest. Certainly the president doesn't. It's not the role of the leader in a crisis and call it president to do anything he can to, in light of this epidemic. If that means getting rid of the filibuster in order to pass gun, common sense gun control legislation, that needs to be done. Okay, I want to take it here in the three minutes that we have. Harry Reid on the Democrat Party back when Obama had the supermajority did away with the filibuster for Supreme Court and federal justice nominations. Everybody told him then, we're not always going to be in power. If it wasn't for Harry Reid and the Democrats ending the filibuster requirement for justices and judges, Amy Coney Barrett and Brett Kavanaugh would not be sitting on the Supreme Court right now. And they wouldn't be throwing a fit about the uh, 
Dobbs decision, which overturned Roe v. Wade. Here we are, 10 years later, 10 years later, and they're doing the same playbook again. We can't get this passed with 60 votes, so we need to make sure that we only do 51, quote-unquote, democracy. We right. only get the majority of the democracy in order to pass what we need. But then when the Republicans come into power, we're going to bitch that they're not playing by the rules. Correct. Am I wrong? That's exactly what's going to happen. Because isn't that what they said about Kavanaugh and, ba- and Coney Barrett? Mm-hmm. You're not playing by the rules. Hey, you're the guys that changed the rules. Right. And when Biden nominated Kentonji Jackson Brown to the Supreme Court, we said the same thing in that particular situation as we did with ACB and Kavanaugh. Elections have consequences. Right. Right. Elections have. And we didn't. And, and here's the thing, too, folks. We did not come up and say that Kenji Jackson Brown was a bad choice. She was a gang rapist, anything like that. We didn't say anything like that. We said, look, we know she's going to get not confirmed because the Democrats have the votes to confirm her. Yeah. To be quite honest with you, the, all of our criticality of Kentonji Jackson Brown save for her being a very fresh judge being nominated to the Supreme court, fresh judge period. You know what I mean? She doesn't have a whole lot of experience. We were critical about that, but everything else we were critical about when it came to her nomination actually falls on the shoulders of Biden because of what he's, how he set the stage for it. Yeah. We're nominating a black woman, right? He made it about race and gender right off the rip. Right off the rip. He did that. We didn't do that. He did that. Right. And he did that for his vice president, too. And look how that's worked out. Right. And But I don't think Kenji Brax, Jackson Brown is a, uh, or uh, I, I don't even know if I said her name. Or, I don't think she's as dumb as Kamala Harris. She does seem like a pretty smart woman. She probably is a pretty smart woman. I would I would agree. And I don't think that she's going to probably she probably isn't going to be as liberal as they think she's going to be either. You know what I mean? So um, which is perfectly fine. As long as she does her job properly and, and and applies her opinion based off of whether it is constitutional or unconstitutional. That's all I care about. Just do your job. Yeah. All right, right. we're going to take a timeout. We'll be right back. Looking for a new firearm but don't know where to start? Well, look no further than Taurus. Taurus has a variety of firearms from revolvers to semi-automatics. These firearms include the Defender 856, the G2C, the all-new G3, and the TX-22 2019's Guns and Ammo Handgun of the Year. Taurus firearms are reliable and reasonably priced. Go to TaurusUSA.com to browse their selection of firearms. Taurus firearms, designed to protect. Hello folks, Jason Reeve here. As a veteran, I thought I knew a lot about guns until I joined the USCCA. I then realized how much I didn't know about guns or concealed carry. The training I got from the USCCA not only helped my marksmanship, but also my decision-making and my confidence. If you are in need of this life-saving training, it's simple. 
All you have to do is go to uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. Hello, Jason Reeve here, and as a veteran, I know the struggle of being discharged from the military and readjusting to civilian life. Unfortunately, this is a battle that many of our veterans have to face. Suicide rates among veterans are 22 a day and are likely to climb. That is why the American Gun Show is a supporter of Mission 22. Mission 22 is a nonprofit organization that is dedicated to healing our American veterans when they need it the most, right now. Mission 22 offers treatment for post-traumatic stress syndrome and traumatic brain injury and all other issues our veterans are facing today. Visit Mission 22 to donate. Mission 22, when their tour is over, our mission begins. This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the United States Concealed Carry Association. Visit uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. And Nick, right after the Dobbs decision, which overturned Roe versus Wade, what was the common complaint that we got from women? Oh, oh the women's rights were being infringed. Well, women's that guns had more rights than women. Yeah, yeah, guns had more rights than women. Well, exactly. over at Nat- National Review, Charlie mm-hmm. Helu put out a fantastic article. Did he list them? Oh, he did. <laughs> this is good stuff. So all you women out there that are watching the show that think that my Glock has more rights than you do, <clears throat> you might want to pay attention. Uh, first and foremost, uh, men would need to have a permit to bring their woman outside the home. Correct. While the Buren decision made it unconstitutional for the government to require people to demonstrate a need to carry a gun beyond the doorstep, most states in the union do require gun owners to possess concealed carry permits. The requirements in these permits vary from state to state, but most require applicants to be the minimum of 18 or 21 and take a firearm safety class. Putting such regulations on a woman goes beyond their doorstep would seem more fitting for a country like Afghanistan than the United States. But then again, if my Glock has more rights than women, um, I'm going to have to go get a permit for Sam and take a training course. Mm-hmm. That's got to be a very interesting training course, a training course on how to safely carry a woman. I, I, I wouldn't I would not want to be the individual that had to design that 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 would not end well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 really weird. It's it's crazy. But yeah, we'd have to get permits. So women, right. you better go out and get your permits um, to leave the house because, you know, you're right. you you have more right, guns have more rights than you. All right. Uh, women would not be allowed to attend school. No, you know, because you because they can't go to schools. Nope. The Gun-Free Zone Act of the 1990s criminalizes the possession or discharge of a firearm in a school zone. If we were to treat women like guns, K-12 through schools would become woman-free zones. Similarly, there are many college campuses that do not allow students to carry on campus. 
there were times in our country's history when men and women were not allowed to attend school together, and those were not good times in our country. Progressives described the decision in Dobbs as going backward, but I would be more apt to say that it's not because, uh, women, uh, you are no longer allowed to attend school. Um, I just want to throw one thing in here real quick. Okay. The Dobbs decision comes out and all of a sudden they know what a woman is. Oh, I know. I know. They all of a sudden know what a woman is. (laughs) We should go ask Justice uh, Jackson Brown if she knows now. Yeah. Because she was the one who said that she couldn't define a woman. She's not a biologist, but I'll digress. Um, Okay. Women, we're going to need you to get a serial number on your uterus. Um, All manufactured firearms that come from uh, firearms uh, manufacturers are required to have a serial number under federal law. So we are going to need all you women to get a serial number on your um, uterus. And you're also going to need, if you live in a state that requires a Ford card, uh, you're going to have to get, men are going to have to get permission from the government to uh, marry and own, well, I shouldn't say own, but be with their significant other. Correct. Yeah. Um, Oh, uh, here's another one. Um, some states require additional liability insurance in order for you to own a fi- to, to, to keep a firearm in your home. So, um, or a certain number, you have to have a, additional insurance if you have more than a certain number of firearms in your home. So, um, a man who ends up having a large family and has a bunch of daughters, he may have to carry additional insurance on his home because there are so many f- women in the house. Here's another one. This this is probably one of my favorite ones. Um, women, because firearms are bought and sold. And since women want, have less rights than men and they want the same rights as firearms, um, since guns are treated as property, I guess that means we're going to go back to treating women like property, just like we do guns. And that property could be sold and purchased. Correct. Um, here's another one. Um, if, if, if firearms have more rights than if, if firearms have more rights than women and they want the same rights as firearms, um, they can't vote anymore because you're not allowed on federal property. Yeah. And a lot of states have banned voting, um, voting, carrying a gun in voting areas. So, uh, yeah. women yeah. can't vote anymore. Right. You can't vote anymore. Yeah. There's, there's that, um, Oh, oh, magazine capacity. We have we have restrictions on magazine capacity. So you're not going to be able to you're going to have to make sure that you watch your weight because, you know, if you get too heavy, your capacity is a little too large. So, you know, yeah, Yeah, nobody. We need to ban assault women because nobody nobody needs an assault woman. Right, right. Exactly. You know um, what? And why are we doing this, folks? The reason why, why we're doing this is because. The truth is there isn't one woman in this country that would want that such thing. And nobody should. I certainly don't want women treated that way. I know you don't want women treated that way. No, not but at all. For you to make an ignorant statement that guns have more rights than you, you are so delusional. I can't help you. I mean, it's that far out there. That's why we were saying if you wanted. Oh, and by the way, we forgot the big one when you go to purchase your woman, you have to go through a background check. Right, right, right. Background check. about that big one. Right, right, right. And if you're acting crazy, we can red flag you. Right, right. Exactly. But, and, 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 and do you know a woman that's not at least a three crazy? At least. 
so there you go <laughs> but um what all i want to say about this argument about how firearms have more rights than women these arguments are being made by people and you said they're delusional and what do you expect when people are literally arguing for the right to kill things i know it's that's what they're doing insane. they're arguing for the right to kill another human that's what they're arguing for aren't isn't that what I mean you get accused of all the time right we just want to kill people right we just want to kill people that's why we carry but but our guns i mean alec baldwin's killed more people than guns than ours have yeah I mean, the fact of the matter is, is, and this is why the argument is argument is so ignorant, is that there are 22,000 laws on the books across this country, federal and state, on guns. You Correct. show me where there are 22,000 laws on women in this country. Right. It's, it's ridiculous. It, it's, it, it is absolutely ridiculous that... People go out there and say, well, I mean, I don't expect anything from the millennials anymore and the Gen Z's, uh, to be honest with you. But, but, you know, that's why we were kind of having a little bit of fun with it. But right. if you real, but women, if you seriously want to be treated like guns, this is what you're going to have to go through. Right. Because I'm required. Now, think about this for a second, folks. I mean, seriously, think about this. There's a woman you, you fell in love with. You're going to go ask to marry her. Before you can do that, you have to go ask the government permission before you can do that. Some would argue you have to do that already because it's a marriage license thing, but that's that's not the point. The point that I'm trying to make is, okay, in states like Illinois, you have to get cover, government permission before you can own a firearm. So you would have to go get government permission to be married? You're going to have to pass a background check to get married? I mean... And again, I said, would any woman want this? Of course she wouldn't, and nobody does. But it's the fact of the matter is that this argument is so just completely stupid that I'm glad somebody like Charlie Hilo decided, you know what? You want to make this argument, I'm going to destroy it. Yeah. And we've done that several times ourselves. Me, me and you have. We've done it on TikTok, and we've done it on uh Twitter where your guns have more rights. Okay. Do you have a serial number in your uterus? Well, no. Okay. My gun is required by law to have a serial number. So shut up. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it's, it's really that simple. Um, it, it's, I don't know, Nick. I mean, it, it's one of those things where it's just so out there that I, I can't make heads or tails of it. Yeah, I can't either. I mean, this is this is kind of the ideology that they have where um, you know, you know, it's just this whole thing. Yeah, it's been absolutely nuts. Absolutely. It it There is so much hypocrisy. Sorry for the dead airspace. I gotta. I'm, I've been working on not stumbling and stuttering, and uh, uh, so I take a second and I compile my thoughts. But the amount of hypocrisy that's out there is absolutely astounding. And the fact stands that if you want this country to be a better place, 
Start leaving people alone. Plain and simple. Just start leaving the people alone. All right? The black community, the African-American community, however you want to say it, BIPOC, whatever. All right? They don't need the government's help. Okay? When you try to legislate equality, you create inequality. You can't legislate it. All right? Most people in the United States, as I think the last the last study that was done, it was like 90, 93 or 97% of the people in the United States don't care what your skin tone is at all. We educated racism away. Leave them alone. Gun owners, leave them alone. The government needs to focus on doing what their job is, and that is protecting the rights as listed in the Constitution. That's their job. Stick to that. Okay. We'd be a lot better off if we did. Uh, folks, we're going to take a time out. We'll be right back after this. The SAF is the most important gun rights organization in existence. Don't believe me? They are responsible for 80% of gun rights cases making their way through courts right now, fighting to protect your right to keep and bear arms. Still don't believe me? Then head on over to saf.org where you can read about the current cases open right now. You can also join the fight or donate to the cause. Protecting your rights, one lawsuit at a time. Visit saf.org today. Are you looking for an iconic firearm to add to your collection? Well, look no further than Beretta Firearms. Beretta is the oldest firearms manufacturer in the world, supplying firearms as far back as 1650. In fact, the Beretta 92FS was the primary sidearm for the U.S. Armed Forces. Beretta has all types of handguns, rifles, and shotguns to fit your needs, whether it be home defense or concealed carry. Handgun options include the 92, PX4 Storm, and the new APX series. Beretta is known for reliability and effectiveness. That's why so many military and law enforcement have relied on Beretta. Visit Beretta.com to view their selections. Beretta, win the fight. A big part of the concealed carry lifestyle is carrying your firearm at all times. This can be difficult if you don't have the right holster. I've tried many holsters with minimum success. Then I tried the cloak tuck, an inside the waistband holster made by Alien Gear Holsters. They also make the Shapeshift Holster Series, have lifetime warranties, and are made right here in the USA. Visit AlienGearHolsters.com to browse their selections and find the best holster for your lifestyle. This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the Second Amendment Foundation. Join or donate at saf.org. Now back to the defender of your gun rights, Jason Reeve. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. Nick, I do want to touch on 
what you were talking about a little bit before we, we went to break. And that was, okay. you know, leave people alone because, you know, it, it makes a very good point because we've heard several people in the LGBTQ community, the African-American community, all of them have said, you know, when these activists go out there and start pushing this crap, that's more racist than what they're trying to fight against because you're essentially saying to those groups of people, you can't handle it on your own. Right. Um, you know, and, 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 and to kind of circle back around, I know you wanted to touch on something, um, but I had a comment while we were on break on the Twitch, on my Twitch channel. And I, I really kind of want to bring this up because this is someone who's watching the show right now. Um, if I'm, you can correct me in the chat if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they're in the Netherlands. Okay. So this is someone from the Netherlands. This is something that they're seeing uh, on from their media in their country from outside the U.S. Um, and he said, and, and it's going to be a little on the messed up side because obviously the the English the the translation is going to be a little rough. But he said Biden has tasked to get rid of petrol, gasoline, mm-hmm. and there's not going to be enough food in stores, which is step nine of Mr. Schwab and every everything and everything to take your guns away. They will try it. He said, in my opinion, if guns are going to be taken by the government because they are dangerous, then the government doesn't need to own them either. It's, it's, this guy is literally what he's saying is just like um, just like what uh, George Washington said. You know, right. that if if uh, we have to take the guns away from the people, then we are doing a bad job of governing them people. Right. It, and it's, it, it's a very good point. And to the person in my chat, you know, who uh, you know who you are. I'm not going to use your name because this does go out on U- U.S. FCC airwaves. This will be on the radio. So without your permission, I'm not going to use your screen name or anything like that. But Plus, we don't want anybody attacking you. Well, yeah, I'm not sending people after after the people in my Twitch chat. Yeah, that's that's completely fine. But um, no, I mean, you're you're he's absolutely correct. You know, if you have to take guns away from us to govern us, then you suck at governing. Right. I mean, it's that simple. There's no, there's no sugarcoating it. There is no way around it. You're doing a bad job at governing, or you're going to do something that we're going to shoot you for. That, that's what the, that's what the whole idea is. So yeah, he's, he's 100% correct. Or if it's a female, she's 100% correct. It's a he. Okay. Okay. I don't, I didn't know. I'm just saying, I don't want to, you know, offend anybody there, but I right. mean, he, he's right. You know, the mm-hmm. government shouldn't have them. And believe me, there are Democrat mayors out there right now that are saying only the police should have the guns. Well, for the last two years, you've decried the police. And, and, and that's the thing. We've never had an experience in the United States since the inception of the United States in which the government was the only ones with firearms. Right. <laughs> he said, he said, I can use his name. So I call him Rody. road to creations is his screen name. Um, and he said his pronouns are pro gamer. <laughs> pro gamer. Okay. I, well, Hey, there you go. <laughs> Rody is a Thanks great dude the show tonight, man. I appreciate yeah, it. But you know, um, 
but Rhodey lives in a country in which that happened within the last hundred, well, within the last hundred years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Netherlands experienced World War II. They experienced the right. the, the German occupation and and, and and the disarming of the 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 citizens there. You know, so like that's part of their recent history. You know, this is a very good point too, is that you know, oftentimes we do meet people from other countries that understand what our constitution and what our founding fathers were going for because they've experienced something like that. Right. And, you know, they have a better understanding than even most Americans, which is, I think is pathetic that, Mm -hmm. you know, but it goes to show you that, yeah, he's experienced, you know, the Netherlands has experienced what it's like. Me and you right. don't know what that's like. The only thing we can go on is history and from other experiences from uh, people from other countries. You know, for instance, I know two people, my mother-in-law, she's a German national. Her best friend's a German national. My mother-in-law was on the West German side. My uh, Her friend Rita, good friend of my family, my wife's second mom, she was on the East side. Right. So we, I, I heard their experiences on there. Well, that's like Rody explained to me, you know, um, this is something that I didn't realize was a thing. But apparently in the Netherlands, you can actually get in trouble and be thrown in jail for having too much debt. Wow. You know what I mean? By buying things on credit and having too much debt, you can be jailed for that. It's yeah. it's really f- looked down upon in their society to be buying things on credit, you know. And, you know, one of the biggest things I saw a video on TikTok and somebody explained like the constitutional amendment process. OK. And yes, our constitution has it a, a method ingrained in it in order to change it as we need to. And it's incredibly complex and convoluted and really, really hard to do. Could the founding fathers have made it easier? Yes, but it would have been way more volatile. Well, the thing is this back then for those constitutional amendments, it was a lot easier back then than it is now. Right. But they knew it was going to be hard in the future and they wanted it to be. It was was by design. You're absolutely right. It was by design. Because if you make it hard to amend the constitution, then you can be absolutely sure that once it's there, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. It will stick and it doesn't need to be changed and revised because you have to work so long at it to get it just right to make sure it does precisely what you want it to do. That's why they made it so convoluted. Yeah. No, maybe it takes a decade. You're 100% correct. It might take a decade or better to get an amendment to the constitution, but once it's there, it's right. Yeah. If that makes any kind of sense, there doesn't have to be a a, a constant change over and over and over. And we do have a process. Like Mm -hmm. I've told people before, well, we need to repeal the second amendment. Okay. You can do that. You need two thirds of the house, two thirds of the Senate and 38 States. Right. Good luck with that when you can't even get Americans to agree on what color the sky is. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, the only thing that Americans are really agreeing on these days is that Biden sucks. 
Right. Well, and I mean, you know, like I said, the, the reason why I read that comment, you know, I kind of took us off into left field on that. And I do apologize for that. But I thought it was really kind of important to recognize that, like, he, this is information coming in from the outside. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're we're having well, this. I was kind of going to do read some stuff off discord, but that that was a, a heck of a lot better. You know, because I mean, we're in a position where, you know, realistically speaking, you know, we're a big, we're, we're the way the government and the way the United States society is supposed to be set up. We're supposed to be like one big family. So yeah, we're over here bickering amongst ourselves and we've got people out here in these other countries that are on the outside of the argument, looking in going, y'all don't even realize how good you really do have it. Right. Well, <laughs> me and you, I especially got an opportunity to see that when I visited other countries, when I was in the Navy mm -hmm. and to see like Thailand, for instance, you go to Thailand and the majority of people live in poverty there. Right. And it makes you appreciate what you have here. You used to think, I mean, don't be wrong. When we were kids and we were 18, we kind of thought, man, these rules suck. This is BS, blah, blah, blah. You go over to a country like that. It makes you really appreciate what you have here. Well, yeah, because I think somebody said that the, the number was like the, the poorest person that's, that's working in the United States, not somebody who's homeless, but the poorest person that's working in the United States lives something like a hundred times better, a hundred times better than like 75% of the world population. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I said, if people think that's why we say things like, do you think it really sucks here? How about we send you to one of those countries? Right. I mean, even you know, like that one guy last week who said China's better than America, then go live there. Right. Something like like something like forty percent of China's population doesn't even have running water. Let me put it this way: <laughs> the crap that that guy says on social media here, he can't say there. You think he's gonna get away with that in China? Nope. Oh, he can't no. even say that there. No. Well, and I mean that's that's what I'm saying. You know, the, the the our poverty here in the United States doesn't hold is nowhere close. Case in point, okay. In America, people hated Donald Trump, right? Right. People could criticize Donald Trump all day long. Criticize G, G, uh, President Xi over there. Mm -hmm. They'll never hear from you again. Right. They'll, they'll just erase you. Literally. Well, you never the existed. World, the world will never know you even existed. Correct. And that's stuff out of 1984. Mm -hmm. That's stuff right there. But yeah, Rody said we all we already got screwed by the government every day over here. Yeah, yeah. So he knows. He knows. <laughs> he knows. He's experienced. Uh, you know, maybe he he himself hasn't experienced that kind of level of what's going on. But it's I guarantee you, he knows somebody. Yeah, still alive today that has. Yep. You know, I agree. All right, folks, that is going to do it for this edition of the American Gun Show. I want to thank Nick Messer, the voice of reason, for being on the show. We will be back this weekend with more American Gun Show. Until then, take care of one another, stay safe, and remember, it's our rights, our fight.